Hey, it's Lily Jamali. Marketplace Tech has a new limited series out on YouTube called Decoding Democracy. With rapid advancements in new technology like AI, disinformation efforts are more convincing and more misleading than ever. So we'll be discussing how to spot things like deep fakes, how to protect yourself from disinformation, and how to talk to your friends and family about it. As always, this fact-based journalism and vital information will be free and accessible to all. As a public service newsroom, donations from you help us take on ambitious reporting projects like this one. Every single gift makes a difference. Go to marketplace.org slash give tech. Hey, it's Lily Jamali. Marketplace Tech has a new limited series out on YouTube called Decoding Democracy. With rapid advancements in new technology like AI, disinformation efforts are more convincing and more misleading than ever. So we'll be discussing how to spot things like deep fakes, how to protect yourself from disinformation, and how to talk to your friends and family about it. As always, this fact-based journalism and vital information will be free and accessible to all. As a public service newsroom, donations from you help us take on ambitious reporting projects like this one. Every single gift makes a difference. Go to marketplace.org slash give tech. Government officials look to tackle AI, deep fakes, and tech giant Meta. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace Tech. I'm Lily Jamali. This week, we're introducing a new regular Friday segment, a week in review that we're calling Marketplace Tech Bytes. And it has been a week for the tech sector. The White House is preparing an executive order on artificial intelligence set for release as early as Monday. This, as disarray in Congress, has disrupted plans to deal with deepfakes in the 2024 election. And dozens of states are suing Facebook and Instagram's parent Meta, alleging the company is harming the mental health of young users. Those are the stories we're discussing today on Marketplace Tech Bytes Week in Review. Of course, I can't do this by myself, so we called up Marie. Maria Curie, tech policy reporter at Axios, for her take on those stories. She started by explaining some of the social media features called out in the federal complaint against Meta. These are essentially psychologically manipulative features. Um, So, for example, when you're scrolling through your Instagram or Facebook, you notice that it's an endless scroll. There's no bottom to that. Um, So that is something that could keep you on that platform for a really long time. There's also, and this I definitely um, can attest to, as I think all of us could, is just the constant alerts and the notifications and, you know, picking and choosing which ones you want to get can get confusing. So for the most part, you are just getting a lot of alerts and notifications throughout the day. And then the last feature that is kind of seen as psychologically manipulative are the way these algorithms can push consumers um, into rabbit holes of certain content that can be toxic So for young users, that could mean things that encourage body dysmorphia and body image issues. And then when you think about a platform like Instagram, you're kind of inherently comparing yourself to other people on the platform, which is something that especially young people can be more uh, prone to. And you have tools like filters or likes that could also uh, add to those body image issues. 
Right. These visual filter features in the spotlight here. The issue of intent seems pretty central to the arguments that are being made here. The states are saying that as Meta was going out and promoting and marketing these features to young people, at the same time, it, and this is a quote, deceptively represented, i.e. lied, that these features were not manipulative. So that's a big part of the set of allegations here. Talk to me about the timing of this legal action, because it's been two years since the, the Facebook files, that set of reports out of the Wall Street Journal came out, which laid out some of the evidence that's at play here. It wasn't guaranteed that prosecutors would run with that evidence, but they did. And I think maybe some people are wondering what took so long. Yeah. So, I mean, I think if you're going to make these types of allegations, um, you have to have a really strong case. And so if you want to look at the timeline, I would point to early 2021 when Meta tried to launch Instagram kids for people under 13 years old. And that kind of set off more than 40 attorneys generals immediately saying, you know, you don't have a great track record of protecting kids online. The last thing that you should be doing right now is expanding this product and trying to target this population even more. And then in September of that year, we saw that Francis Hagen, the uh, Facebook whistleblower, showed through internal documents that um, Facebook did know. So to your to your point about intent and knowing, the company Meta knew that uh, its products were posing risks to children and were moving forward anyway. And then finally in November, um, that's when this investigation was launched. And uh, we're seeing the lawsuit today finally um, in play. Yeah. And I want to read part of Facebook's response before we move on. The company saying it shares the attorneys general's commitment to providing teens with safe, positive experiences online and have already introduced over 30 tools to support teens and families. Also critical, though, saying this is not a productive exercise. So I think the big question now is, are there going to be other platforms that are in the crosshairs here, whether that's TikTok or Snapchat? We shall see. Um, Critics might say prosecutors are playing some catch up here which one could argue is the case for our next story as well, although hardly to the same extent. You're out with a scoop this week reporting that the Biden administration, as soon as this coming Monday, could unveil an executive order on artificial intelligence. What sense do we have at this point about what might be included in that executive order? Yeah, so this is a really inward-looking executive order. It's really focused on the government's own use of artificial intelligence. As far as regulating the companies, um, we've seen that the White House has tried to get them to make these voluntary commitments, um, but ultimately that's going to require legislation in Congress, which we could talk forever about. But this executive order is really going to be about what the government can control, and that is its own use of AI. The government is one of the biggest customers for tech. And so one thing that we can expect in this executive order is requiring agencies to assess their own AI technology and large language models. Um, before using it. So you could be checking it for cybersecurity vulnerabilities or bad data, for example. This red teaming process would be done by the National Institute of Standards and Technology, which is kind of like the standard setting body. And this seems like, for lack of a better term, a pretty big deal. Is it fair to say that this is the biggest attempt by the federal government so far to regulate AI? Yeah. And it's also coming, I think, understanding the context of how difficult it is to get legislation passed is important here. You know, some might say this is low hanging fruit, but it's still the most that we've seen to date. And you have some organizations, more than two dozen organizations that want the government to go even further than what we've seen reported. So 
if you recall the AI Bill of Rights, this was a voluntary set of commitments that had things like, you know, you shouldn't have digital discrimination in your AI tools. You should protect consumer privacy. We still don't have a federal privacy law. Um, and so these groups wanted the federal government to, to set those standards for themselves. And I personally am not expecting it to be part of the executive order. But even though this is kind of a big step forward, I think it's still going to fall short for certain groups. And then the last thing I'll note that is going to be a part of the executive order that is a really big deal is this easing of, of visa requirements for high-skilled immigrants. We have a massive worker shortage in the U.S. for AI um, and other emerging technologies. And so something like this is really going to help fill that gap. We'll be right back. Axios tech policy reporter Maria Curie will explain how disarray in Congress disrupted plans to deal with deep fakes in the 2024 election. You're listening to Marketplace Tech. I'm Lily Jamali, and we're back with Maria Curie, tech policy reporter at Axios. The gap created by this perennial issue of no comprehensive immigration reform. But I do want to highlight this point that you made. Still, there is no federal privacy law, and I think that's a really important takeaway here. The final topic I want to touch on with you is another topic you've been reporting on this week, deep fakes in the spotlight ahead of the upcoming 2024 election. So in Congress, up until Wednesday, there was no Speaker of the House. And so that postponed a whole lot of business, among which was a hearing that was supposed to be held this week by the House Oversights. This is a mouthful. Uh, the Cybersecurity Information Technology and Government Innovation Subcommittee as the gears of government get moving again, what is this subcommittee's approach to dealing with deep fakes? Well, for starters, let's hope they they reschedule the hearing. Um, it was supposed to feature some private sector representation. Part of the the purpose was to see how the government can incentivize private sector tools for combating deep fakes. And so Adobe, a company that is really pushing forward this concept of provenance, which is just essentially as consumers, when we see things online, like a picture, for example, having the ability to click on on something in the picture and see who took the picture, has it been edited, when was it taken, very simple facts so that we can know if the content that we're looking at is real or not. But deepfakes is especially um, a pressing issue right now. We know that Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer thinks that getting legislation specifically about this before the 2024 elections should be top priority. Because one thing that Republicans and Democrats can agree on is that they don't want fake images or audio or video of themselves out there, especially in an election year. So we'll see what this committee uh, can accomplish and, and if Congress, more importantly, overall can actually get some law on the books before next year. Yeah. And I was also wanting to ask you about DARPA's role in all of this. They're kind of like the tech R&D department at the Pentagon. That's one way to think of them. How have they been involved in tackling this issue? Yeah. So they had uh, this media forensics program, which uh, wrapped up in 2021. And it was basically just created to study how counterfeit pics and videos were being generated. And now the agency is asking Congress to appropriate $18 million dollars for semantic forensics, which is a, a later iteration of that program that is also working on detecting, attributing, and characterizing the threat level of deepfakes, which gets to this larger point of Congress needs to fund the government. <laughs> I mean, beyond DARPA, you have other agencies with existing authorities that they can leverage to 
kind of address artificial intelligence. And so we need we need to get the government funded. And now with a speaker elected, hopefully we can avert a shutdown on the middle of next month. <laughs> that was Maria Curie at Axios. If you want to revisit the Facebook files, the reporting in the Wall Street Journal that came up during my conversation with Maria, we've posted it to our website, marketplacetech.org. The full complaint from the states suing Meta in federal court is also posted there, retractions and all. You heard Maria mention Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. He held his latest AI Insights Forum this week. Among those in attendance, venture capitalist John Doerr and Mark Andreessen, fresh off the release of his techno-optimist manifesto. Expect a massive infusion of government cash to be headed west to Silicon Valley. Schumer saying almost all the experts at this week's forum called for robust, sustained federal investment in the space. You can find the full video of our inaugural episode of Marketplace Tech Bytes Week in Review on our YouTube channel, Marketplace APM, and subscribe if you haven't already to watch us every Friday. Our senior producer, Daisy Palacios, and Daniel Shin produced this episode. Jesus Alvarado and Rosie Hughes also produce our show. Gary O'Keefe is our engineer. Kelly Silvera is our executive producer. I'm Lily Jamali, and that's Marketplace Tech. This is APM.